Welcome to my diary. Welcome to my diary. Welcome to my diary. Welcome to my diary. Welcome to my diary For the higher achievers and people who inspire me First they didn't believe us cause they follow society Now they looking to see us cause they truly admire me Oh, better keep your eyes on me Oh, everybody crowd on me Oh, cause I'm a young prodigy Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Diaries of High Achievers podcast. I'm your host, Corey Singleton, alongside OPS. What's going on, Ops? How are you feeling today? Hey, Corey. I am feeling great. And here's why I am feeling great. Because I have been making these little tweaks to my uh, routine. And I feel like I'm getting personal momentum. And that's a phrase that Corey knows. <laughs> a little insider there. But, uh, you know, it really feels good. I've, I've always had a really good morning routine and been pretty effective, but it's always nice to have like those little tweaks and corrections to just make yourself more effective. And because of that, I have more energy. I'm less overwhelmed. Um, I feel more productive. I am more productive and I just feel good when I go to bed at night. Like, wow, I had a really productive day. So I talked a little bit about the specific things I've been doing in the last episode, but I'm starting to really feel and see those results. And I am very, very excited about it. What about you, Corey? What's going on in your world? From my from my standpoint, uh, you ever feel unqualified for something? Yeah. Unqualified, but yet you wouldn't be where you are today if you couldn't do the work. Um, and that's kind of how I feel being in this uh, engineering accelerated program. Uh, but no, it's, it's fun. I'm definitely getting smoked at the end of the day and then capping everything off with a project. But it's, it's, it's well worth it, though, for sure. So I'm excited. And the uh, the management, they're excited to have me. My man, he got me like the top of the line, like HP laptop. I'm not even a fan of HP, but the HP Elite Book Series, it's phenomenal. It's pretty great, pretty great laptop. Can't even complain. But uh, no, nah, overall, I'm feeling good. And uh, really, in the season, it's like, I don't want to say balance per se, but finding yourself in almost chaos, but it's not really chaos. Like in moments like that, that's really where I operate best at. That is awesome. And, you know, I'm not going to tell your business. So if you don't want to talk about it, we don't. But since we've became friends, I've watched you go through a lot of different transitions. And the specific transition you're going through right now, it's really cool to watch you go through it because you're really being taken care of. And not all of your previous transitions have been this smooth. So it's really, it's been cool to like watch you go through this particular transition as you're growing as a person and growing in your career and, you know, starting this, this new chapter of life. Now, it's crazy you said that, too, because someone actually hit me up uh, last Friday about that. They were like, yo, like, you know, I've been seeing you grow and everything like that. Like, I got questions and they were trying to, you know, get themselves a cord or get themselves on a cord to the right path of what they wanted to do within tech and everything like that. But now this company definitely, definitely, definitely take care of. Um, it's crazy, though. It's crazy, man. I got stock options and everything. I didn't even I can't even fathom an idea of like working for a company like that. But no, they look out for sure. You make me want to reevaluate my life, Corey. Um, awesome. So we're going to go. You you should. <laughs> so we're going to. No, wait. You, you, sh- you should reevaluate your life because that T, that whole Facebook thing, it got you all excited and everything. I'm like, man, you're always asking me questions. Like, 
I'm about to start charging you, but go ahead. No, you're not. <laughs> but we're going to go ahead and dive into the topic for this episode. So family, friends, the people in the back that we're always repeating things for, we're going to be talking about today, effortless actions. And Corey has a whole process on how to help people in the beginning of stages of their creative process or what have you uh, make it more effortless. So I'm going to go ahead and tee off to Corey to get this conversation started. What's on your mind, Corey? Thanks, little love beans. My <laughs> rays of sunshine. Yes! <laughs> Look, you're saying it now. <laughs> you got to chill, man. But nah, like at the end of the day... Um, I think sometimes as a high achiever, we have many, many, many creative ideas that have never launched, that had never gone anywhere. Um, and I know we talked about this too multiple times, and I have notes in my phone of ideas that I have not launched yet, right? But sometimes I think we get too fixated on it being too perfect, that we're not really restructuring the foundation of valuing the project from a different angle right so i think for me you know the goal is to get where you're trying to go without trying that's money the goal is to get where you're trying to go without trying right that's where the moment becomes smooth natural and it's instinctive right so that's how you get to the effortless phase so you're probably saying oh what's what's effortless right so the effortless state is an experience that many of us have had right we are emotionally unburdened, mentally energized, physically rested, right? You're completely aware of what's going on. You're alert, you're present, you're focused on what's important in front of you, and you're able to focus with ease. So again, I am a big advocate of doing less, having less, working from less. So effortless is an action that comes by accomplishing more by trying less, right? Like I said, we all been stuck in our head with ideas that we want to do and create things. But we're held back from producing something wonderful because we misunderstand the creative process side of it. Yeah, so I think we all might see something exceptional or beautiful at an already finished state. And we imagine it as it being beautiful, but we really can't embrace the start of rubbish, right? So this was me, and I don't know who can really relate, but as high achievers, we tend to struggle with the notion of starting with rubbish, right? So we hold ourselves at higher standards automatically at every stage of the process of from start to finish, right? The stand to which you hold ourselves is more times it's not as realistic nor productive, but it, I think it's like we don't want to face what we have in our hands before we even start sometimes. So what I've learned, again, you got to learn how you learn. I think that's the key in itself. How do you learn, right? What I've learned is that embracing mistakes leads to faster acceleration in the learning process. But before that, even occurs, you have to really take that step back and understand how do you learn. Um, so with knowing how you can restructure the value process before you can even start something is the question lies like, what is there something that you might want to learn, whether if it's professionally or personally that you can take from a different approach, knowing that you have rubbish, but yet you value it different from the jump. And I think it goes over to my next point, make failure cheap as possible, period. And it sent you like, Corey, what are you talking about? That sounds crazy. Like, how do you make failure cheap, right? But as high achievers, it hurts to fail. It hurts to face yourself. And sometimes we even feel let down. But know that it takes courage to fail at all levels, at all levels. And I believe failure is what makes us vulnerable, which I enjoy now 
But the higher the stakes, the more courage is really required. The higher the stakes, the more courage is required. So it's giving yourself reverse courage, right? Because we want to experience what it is we learn and then making it as cheap as possible for your mental so where it doesn't really cost you as much, if I'm making sense. And I think that also includes learning size mistakes, right, Corey? Like we have to encourage ourselves and put ourselves in an environment where it's okay to make mistakes. And this isn't giving ourselves permission to, you know, perform poorly or self-sabotage or anything like that, but letting go of this uh, internal pressure of always having to be perfect. And really what I'm saying is, you know, giving yourself permission to fail as soon as possible. And Corey, can I tell you something? What's up? When I start something new, it is my goal to fail as soon as possible. Not set myself up and intentionally fail, but to have failure as soon as possible. You know why? <laughs> why? Yes. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work up to the climax. Got to work with me, okay? Okay, because... okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Because when I am able to fail early on, I'm able to have this realization that it's not that big of a deal, that this image of perfection and having to do step one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten correctly, if I can mess up on step two and understand it's not the end of the world, it gives me confidence through steps three through ten that I wouldn't otherwise have because I know that even if I fail, it is not the end of the world. So giving yourself permission to fail as soon as possible. Beautiful. And the philosophy of entrepreneurship and business itself, right? Um, Reed Hoffman said this, and I think I saw it on Instagram one time too, but you know, if you're not embarrassed by your first product launch released, then you released it too late. Or better said, when it comes to product launches, imperfect is perfect. And I just remember the first time we ever launched our first podcast episode. Oh my God, man. Me, me being me, I was already my biggest critic. Um, I wasn't necessarily worried about what other people was going to say about the podcast itself because I already knew, like, I love the, the the quote from Brene Brown. Like, if you're not in the arena of getting your ass kicked every day, like, you don't really, your opinion doesn't really matter. But I remember for you, OPS, um, you were like, oh, my God, I sound deaf tone. I was like, why do I sound like that? And I'm like, yo, like, we're good. We're good. Just put it out there. We're going to get better. We're going to work through the cranks. And, uh yeah. Ooh, child, if y'all only knew how many false starts and redos Corey and I had to give you the product that we give you, you would be like, y'all are doing the absolute most. But we did it. We did it. And, you know, instead of shaming ourselves and, you know, working through our own versions of self-sabotage individually, we became proud that we even started. And though our first episode and every episode since, I'm sure Corey can also agree, there's something about those episodes we would want to change, right? Or tweak or just edit or something like that. But we're just proud that we got started. And learning how to give yourself grace in that journey is so, so important. Um, holding yourself to unrealistic standards can psych you out to manifesting the very thing you're trying to avoid which is failure, right? When we fixate our minds on avoiding failure, we are training our brains to think about failure. So guess what our subconscious is going to do? It is going to fail. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's going to do the very thing. I don't know if that's ever happened to you before. You're like, you know, either it's like, don't trip, don't trip, don't trip. And you're saying this to yourself inside your head. And then the next thing you know, 
your butt is on the floor, right? Um, so know that every accomplishment is rubbish at the beginning. That's right. I think for me too, like I before I start anything, <laughs> my life has already drastically changed in the last nine months in my career. So I can only imagine if I put like nine to probably like a year down of like hard work into something where I could look up and be at from a year from now, right? Like the worst thing, <laughs> the worst thing that could possibly happen to you is you being where you're at right now. Like that's like, that's the worst thing possible. Like, so what if you fail? Like for real, like I just embrace the the process of creating something and just putting it out to the world. So where I'm getting at with that, if you're feeling overwhelmed by an essential project, you might think you have to produce flawless work, right? Lower the bar. That's for step one. Whether if it's writing a book, writing that song, chasing whatever creative calling you feel like you have to pursue, uh, that inspirational flow from courage to start with rubbish, like embracing imperfection is everything. But having the courage to be rubbish, like even in your raw form, even within yourself, like not just your work, like have courage to be rubbish with you. Like, no, you aren't a polished individual. Um, but, you know, question yourself, where can I start? But once you start, right, we become less rubbish than less and less and less. But out of the rubbish comes exceptional, effortless breakthroughs. And the breakthroughs is really all that matters at the end of the road. Absolutely. So we're going to hop into our PTR, our pause to refresh moment. And this is when Corey and I take a minute to reflect on what we learn and what we can apply moving forward in our lives. So Corey, from this conversation, what did you learn? What did you take away? You know, my biggest takeaway is taking calculated risk. And I know it sounds kind of off. It sounds crazy, but um, we talk about it all the time, right? Like doing the numbers, how far off are we from hitting, you know, the six figure mark? Or how far off are we from getting the next property? You know what I'm saying? Like doing those calculated numbers, but again, like eliminating the risk. And again, you can't eliminate all risk, but doing your due diligence to like strategize the next step from what it is you do want to create and where the trajectory can really take you from where it is you're at, from where you're at from point A all the way to point B. What about you? Yeah, that's dope. And one thing I like that you shared is when you talked about reserved courage and the higher the stakes being, the more courage that is required. And so tapping into our own courage to take essentially these calculated risks that you're talking about. So that was a cool point that you made. I mean, yeah. So like my thing, you know, with failed ideas, um, I created that course and it wasn't a failed idea. But it was one of those ideas that I feel like you didn't go like 100% in. <laughs> no. So this is a good example of an idea I had and, and that, you know, really worked. I, I guess you can say I failed. I don't think I failed because it was my goal to launch it. And that's exactly what I did. But uh, I think it was a little over a year ago now. I made a PR pitching course. So for those who don't know in my profession or trade, I'm a publicist. And um, I made this DIY pitching course, basically teaching people who kind of want to, you know, have like, whether it's a small business or something that they're doing and just want a little help and support to wrap their mind around how they can pitch media and things of that nature. Very like entry level stuff. And um, 
I recorded the videos, which took a very long time. It took me like all summer because I spaced them out. And um, I had Corey do the editing. And that was our first business project together. Um, That's how I knew. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I guess Corey isn't (laughs) a bad business partner. (laughs) Just kidding. But Corey did the video editing for me. And then I released the course. And you want to guess how many courses I sold? One. One. Only one. But that's the thing, though. Like, I had I had set, at me being a high achiever, right, I had set a higher expectation. I had the bar already made when I created the course and I edited it. I was like, oh, we're about to hit the ground running because I'm going to get a percent of that regardless. You you didn't just, you, you know what I'm saying? You didn't know, but I was going to get a percent of whatever it was that you was going to, you know, <laughs> you was going to sell. Um, but that's an example yeah. of, like, having an idea, executing on it, valuing the project different from a, from the standpoint before you even really start. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, like with everything I do, I always do like an AAR and take time to reflect. And I knew why it ended up that way. But honestly, I didn't really – I wasn't mad that I only sold one. I was just happy that I sold one. <laughs> like I was like, oh, I can actually – do this. Um, but I know it went wrong, so I'm not super tripping off of it. It was a great learning lesson and the course is still available. I never took it down. So if you, uh, follow my business PR page, you can access it there. Uh, you want to go ahead and give the people your, your, uh, business PR page, pitch yourself. If you go to my personal Instagram, I have it linked, but it is publicity rules, publicity underscore rules with an s that's crazy because i didn't know what pr was until you really told me anyways crazy (laughs) man but anyways moving along to our do better segment and there are a couple different options Corey. i'm gonna let you pick uh, what you want to talk about here. And by the time this podcast comes out, it might be a little old topic, but the lessons from these cultural moments are still be timeless. They're evergreen. So would you like to talk about Little Bootsy or Portia from the Real Housewives of Atlanta? Mm, I'm gonna go with Little Bootsy for 300. I don't watch Atlanta Housewives. Okay, great. We are talking about Portia from Atlanta Housewives. <laughs> so for those of you who are privy to pop culture, and I also don't watch The Real Housewives from Atlanta, and you can obviously tell that because I just pronounced the name wrong uh, a couple seconds ago, but Portia announced and quite a few other people announced that they will not be returning to The Real Housewives of Atlanta or the franchise. And, you know, a lot of people were shocked about this, especially because of some of the things happening in Portia's personal life that we kind of saw play out on social media earlier this year that I did know about thanks to the shade room and people were like why would she leave the show when all of these things are happening in her life but I think the lesson here that we can all learn from is you have to know when your time is done somewhere and be willing to walk away right you have to know when your time is done somewhere and be willing to walk away but also Sometimes, and this is some speculation that folks in the reality entertainment reporting world have, uh, sometimes you have to let current things go, right? We just talked about the art of letting go in a former episode to move on to something that is a better position for you. 
a lot of people speculate that she might be getting her own show, which might be why she's leaving The Real Housewives of Atlanta. We don't know at this current moment. Uh, either way, I don't really care because I don't watch the show. But I love the two lessons in this. You have to be you have to be willing to walk away when it's the time for you to walk away. And also, if there is something that is better for you that will put you in a better position, having the courage to go after it. So now you gotta say what happened with little Boosie though. Little Boosie got into. <laughs> I don't know how to talk about this, Corey, without letting my petty side show. Because little Bootsy is wild. Oh wait, tell me, 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 tell me. Are you saying little Bootsy? Little Bootsy. Yeah, I'm sorry. Say one more time. Say, I couldn't hear you. Hold on, wait. I need. No, wait, wait, wait. Let me turn you up. Hold on. All right. Say one more time. Little Bootsy. I can't now. Now I'm self conscious. No, 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 no. Little. We're gonna work through this. Eliminate, lem- eliminate all those negative thoughts. I'm gonna give you one more time. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I, I really didn't. I, I just, I just want to make sure that you get this man. I just want to make sure that you get his rapper name right because if you mess this up, and I mean, dude. All right, go ahead. One more time. Well, you can't take away my black card because I'm black. Black be black, and it will always well, be black. Yeah, you don't sound black, but go ahead. One more time. Black people don't have to sound one way. <laughs> Anyways, his name is Little Boozy. It's the ending for me. It's the ending. I'm, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm starting to feel a little triggered. I'm gonna need you. Come on, triggered. Because <laughs> I need you to get this right. I don't know. I mean, maybe you're saying it right. Maybe you're not. I don't know. But through my headphones, I. Are you saying Bootsy? Like, like he's French? B- Boozy. Lil. Lil. <laughs> right. <laughs> Lil. <laughs> All right, say his name for I real. I hate you, Corey. <laughs> I can't see you. Come on, Lil. for the culture. <laughs> Boozy. I want it. I want to say you passed, but I really cannot. I'm. I passed. Look, you stre- we're you not about me to do out, this. God, you stress me out. I obviously do not listen to this man, uh, but he had an altercation. He is currently on tour right now with a couple other folks, and he had an altercation erupt on stage in Atlanta, which of course promptly shut down the rest of the show. And I believe uh, one of the upcoming tour stops told him that he was not going to perform out of security risk. But one of the things I want to talk about from that uh, fight that broke out, it was really hard. I, again, shout out to the shade room. Um, I looked at their content around it and watched the videos of people in the crowd who happened to catch it on recording. And it was really, really hard to like make out certain things, but little Boosie got active, right? That's what, that's what they say in the streets. He got active. I don't know. I don't, he, I don't be in these streets. So he, I don't threw, know. he he was involved um, at one point and people were, you know, like, I guess his bodyguard was like trying to pull him off of people or pull him away from people. Um, but one thing I wanted to talk about is a lesson we can all learn because it doesn't from what I saw and high achievers family, correct me if I'm wrong here. It doesn't look like he started the altercation, but someone in his alter, entourage might have started it because there was just a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people on stage while he was performing. 
but not all your day ones can handle the evolution and elevation of your journey. Who you hang around can cost you. And in the case of Lil Boozy, did I say it right? It don't even matter at this point. In LB's case. There you go. (laughs) In LB's case, um, this altercation cost him money. Uh, There were damages that he's going to have to pay for. And, you know, I don't know the the structural cost breakdown of tours, but I imagine if you're not able to perform one night, your check is going to be a little bit smaller. So again, not all your day ones can handle your evolution or elevation. You, who you hang around can cost you. I just knew all that little B talk you just said had a point to it. We appreciate you. Give that man a donkey of the day. I feel like someone on the breakfast club. You know what I'm saying? But no. like, for real. <laughs> that man messed up. No? Okay. That man messed up his whole little check. Boosie, little, little Boosie ain't tripping off that, though. He ain't tripping. But even if it's not money, you know, there's fans at a future location who are probably pissed and not going to be able to see him perform now, you know. So even if it's not money, it's something. Who you keep around can cost you. No, that's that's 100% true. For sure, for sure, for for real. Uh, but yeah, so going over to our last segment, the Get Your Life segment, OPS, you want to go ahead and take us home? Okay. So for our Get Your Life segment, so for our Get Your Life segment, uh, motivational moment, I wanted to remind you all, people will always remind you of who you used to be. It is up to you to prove them right or wrong. People will always remind you of who you used to be. It's up to you to prove them right or wrong. Money ops. Well, that's this episode, guys. Uh, so don't forget to subscribe, email us questions, DM us. Also leave us a review if possible. And we'll see you guys next week.